This week, WNYC launched its Being 12 series, a mix of photography, video, and audio stories about that often awkward and sometimes difficult age, featuring interviews with hundreds of kids throughout New York City's five boroughs. With children going through all the changes at that point in their adolescence, maybe getting their first cell phone, having their first kiss, and becoming the target of marketers of everything from music to video games, it's no wonder that some of them, boys in particular, struggle when it comes to reading. But perhaps the problem is simply the types of books being put in front of them. John Sheska is the founder of Guys Read, a web-based literacy program for boys. He's the author of popular books for young readers such as The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Fairly Stupid Tales, Math Curse, and the Time Warp Trio series. In 2008, the Librarian of Congress named him the National Ambassador for Young People's Literature, and he joins us now. John, welcome to our show. Oh, thanks so much. Love the intro there. And if you'd like, uh, and if any of our listeners want to join in, uh, tell us your favorite books when you were 12. Um, and what books uh, you're passing down to young readers in your life, why don't you leave a comment on our show page at WNYC.org or on Facebook or Twitter, where our handle is at Leonard Lopate. So tell us uh, about how you started Guys Read. Um, it came out of my experience as a teacher. I taught elementary school here in New York for 10 years, a little of everything, kind of second through eighth grade. And I just saw the boys falling out of reading. And why is that? Uh, the research indicates that they do have more trouble reading than girls. It's a wild, complicated problem. And it was interesting I mean, I to loved hear. reading when I was 12. Yeah, I did too. I grew up also with five brothers, and like half of us were readers, half of us were not. So it's this terrible combination of biological, where boys develop slower, and then some of that is like they're just not motivated to want to read. And what about just the, all the other things that are available Oh, these yeah. days. There are so many distractions. Yeah, boys are much more fans in general. And any of this is like generalizing, which is why it's sometimes tough to talk about. And people think like because you're trying to help boys, you're trying to hurt girls. And I always tell them, no, no, like let's let's just have a discussion about this. Let's we just talked about that in the last segment. Oh, I, I thought that was <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, the maniverse. Who knew that even existed? I learned a lot of new terms. <laughs> so what does guys read do? Well, 10 years ago, I started it as a web-based program to just very simply recommend books that we found other boys liked. Because I think part of the problem is the boys, like my very own son, had to read Little House on the Prairie with everyone else in third grade. And that's not to say it's a bad book, but if you're a third grader who likes to play hockey, Little House on the Prairie is probably not really going to connect with you. So boys are more likely like sports books. Quite a few of our female listeners mentioned Anne of Green Gables as being their favorite book at that age. Yeah. But yeah. that's another book it's hard to see boys getting oh, into. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And part of that is just to also tell the people who are teachers and librarians and parents, find out what your kid is interested in. What were you reading when you were 12? Oh, I read everything. I just, I, like you, I just love to read. A lot of Hardy Boys, any kind of mysteries. Some of our listeners have mentioned books like The Westing Game, Hatchet, Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, Phantom Tollbooth is a beautiful thing. You often write for this age group. Don't you have a new book coming out uh, in your best-selling Frank Einstein series? Yeah, yeah. It's the sec no third book. No, second book in the series. I lose track. I have two in front of me. Uh, yeah, and so it's just this great kind of scam of a little guy who's a 10-year-old genius who can invent anything with his robots. All the, the main characters in the series are male. Do girls 
read them as well? Yes, because I saved our girl character named Jane Goodall, who's an ace pitcher. She appears in book three. Jane Goodall, she's not involved with chimps or anything? (laughs) Well, she has a vast knowledge of chimps. Funny as you mention it. But I based her on that great character, that that girl who was the pitcher down in, in Philadelphia, Monet. Frank Einstein is a kid genius scientist inventor who helps create an AI robot called Clank, although technically Clank assembles himself. Is the logic that boys like robots? Um, You know what? uh, Boys and girls, I've been fascinated to see the response to this. There's so much great kind of nerd tech out there now of boys and girls who love building robots, making things, uh, really pursuing science. I think my favorite thing in this is that I, I use my pre-med education, which uh, my mom thought I was just wasting by becoming a writer. Now I just got all the science back in there. Let's take a call from Linda from Brooklyn. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I love your stories. I think that getting a boy to read can be difficult. My son wasn't interested in reading at all and he he did his schoolwork so but we ran some book fairs and there were some Agatha Christie's so I bought a few of them and I challenged him can you figure out the end of an Agatha Christie story before the end and he was an honest kid I knew he wouldn't uh, oh nice the end and sure enough he figured it out and he was right. He was very proud, and he got hooked. He had to read the rest of the Agatha Christie novels, <laughs> and then he went on to read different books. He really became hooked on reading. I That's- love your technique, and I think part of what that is is what I recommend to people to really expand the notion of what kids can read. Let them read mysteries. Let them read nonfiction. Let them read comic books. Although the categories of uh, books on guys read um, include dragons, sports, books that contain... One explosion. It's like the movies. <laughs> I thought that like. was a good character, good, good, good category. Now you you have historical fiction as well within yeah. your own writing. Uh, the Time Warp Trio uh, is about three ten-year-olds who travel through time, kind of like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Exactly. Do you think that those kids will go on to read Mark Twain? Oh yeah, and in fact. That's what I learned from my teaching uh, is that you need to just plant those seeds with kids, like throw out Da Vinci or Jane Goodall or historical samurai figures. And those kids will look and they'll go like, huh, what is that? Let me find out more. Well, the the names are important there. You're using real names. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I was surprised when I heard a kid talking about Donatello. I said, you know about <laughs> Renaissance art? Yeah. And, of course, he was yeah. talking about Ninja Turtles. But perfect, right, that he knew the word Donatello. And that's why I thought... And it, when he sees Donatello <laughs> sometime in a museum, yeah. it will resonate in a different way for him. And that's what I always do. I mean, even the Stinky Cheese Man is just a, a retelling of the Gingerbread Man. I've had a kid come up to me and say, there was another story. They kind of took it from your idea idea. He was reading The Gingerbread Man. <laughs> they stole it from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but those are for younger readers, that one, and yep. also the story of The Three Little Pigs. Uh, and in those, you collaborated with illustrator Lane Smith, um, later worked with him on the Time Warp Trio. Yep. How important is the way a book looks in drawing in young readers? Oh, it's huge. I mean, and that's, in fact, why those picture books did so well, because Lane and I collaborated also with my wife and his wife as book designers. And it's why those books look particularly different, because the, the images tell half of the story. 
Your the Frank Einstein books have shiny covers with colorful drawings. There are diagrams and illustrations on the pages, and it even plays around with the the type font. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Robert the robot speaks in a square futuristic type. How involved are you in making those kinds of decisions? Oh, hugely. Uh, I work really closely with my illustrator Brian Biggs, and it took a lot to figure out how to make the illustrations distinct from illustration to diagram because we have hardcore science in there. We explain how antimatter works or how electricity works, how magnetism works. And then also the other, my favorite character in Frank Einstein is probably Mr. Chimp, who is the uh, assistant of T. Edison. (laughs) And he speaks all in sign language. The illustrator there is Brian Biggs. But although you said that uh, you have Jane Goodall, a girl, uh, in the story... The cover shows a boy, yeah. and and uh, one of them, the boy, is shooting at a robot. Uh, that seems to me something that might turn off girls. No, not, not because it's um, not actually shooting. I think he has his electro finger pointed at yes. him. That's the invention <laughs> as a little homage to Tesla. Uh-huh. Um, but I found the girls, because I taught second and third grade for quite a while, and the girls love that same kind of robot, and there's plenty of them who are rambunctious readers, too. A lot of girls' books directed toward this age group are about girls acting outside of stereotypical girl behavior, or even pretending to be boys. For instance, yeah. Tamara's Pierce's uh, Alana series or Avi's book, The True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. Yeah. Why do those types of stories appeal to that particular age group? Is it because they're going through puberty? Uh, yeah, kids of that age are really trying to figure out what all these gender norms are. I mean, I think that's why this age, it's more vital even to figure out that stuff that your other viewers or or, or people were talking about. And then uh, girls also start reading books that have kind of romantic plot lines yeah. uh, around the station, but not boys. Uh, not so much, though. I have found an interesting group of guys who read romance novels <laughs> to learn how to like talk to girls. Graphic novels are becoming more and more popular. Uh, oh, of course, fantastic. boys always yep. have read comic books. All kids have read comic books. Yeah. But do you think that they help get kids into reading more? Oh, absolutely. That's a thing I recommend to everybody. Uh, because now they are just beautiful tellings of stories. And even most recently, the Children's Book Council, which has Book Week coming up here in May, uh, half the books that were chosen by kids are graphic novels. Persopolis is being read in schools. Now. I saw a kid on the subway today reading that, which I just love seeing. Now, we have a call from uh, Shavisa in Bushwick. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Shavisa? Yeah, hi. Um, I'm calling because I've noticed that the ways that you're talking about um, what boys and girls like to read seems to be existing in a bit of a vacuum. Um, it seems to be that you're discussing this as if it's natural for boys to like to read boy books and girls to like to read girl books. Um, that's very heteronormative, first of all, and it's also something that's socialized um, from a very young age with children. I think it's also very striking that um, if you talk about this, most girls are expected and um, really comfortable, and it's not necessarily a bad thing in society for them to read books like Harry Potter or Shiloh or Where the Wild Things Are. But it is a shameful thing often for boys to read books, and it would be considered a girl book if there's a girl main character like Charlotte's Web or, like you said before, Anne of Green Gables. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, that's what we started the discussion with, to say, like, please don't think because we're talking about what some boys like that that's what all boys like and should like because that's not true at all 
And in fact, okay. the Guys Read program distinctly tries to bring boys to reading beyond those stereotypical just fart jokes and punch them in the nuts kind of joke. That's not what we want kids But you've got to draw them in initially. Um, but you can kind of. I know give I read an awful lot of range. sports books when I was a kid because I was because I was a big baseball fan, you know. So I read yeah, good field. There's something no to it. that. If you're a baseball fan, read about baseball. If you're a dance fan, read about dance. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, kids are often want to read about the thing that they're interested in, whatever yeah. that is. The big trick is finding it and then getting them to actually open up the book. Yeah, and get started. I mean, that my son was not much of a reader. He was a hockey player, and people would always give him hockey books. He, he finally told me, he said, Dad, I like to play hockey. I don't like to read about it. The libraries always have played an important role in, uh, in all of this. When I was a kid, I haunted the local uh, Brooklyn Public Library branch. Oh, but nice. you don't see that as much, although libraries have instituted a lot of young reading groups. Yeah. Uh, are we seeing a change as a result? Yeah, it's a piece of what you talked about with there's so many other things competing for their attention. And boys are likely to be playing games because they're kind of more drawn in by that. So there's not that time of hanging around that you and I picked up just random books to read. Charles from Staten Island. Hi, you're on the air. Can you make it quick, Charles? Good afternoon, and thank you so much, Leonard, your anniversary and your current author. Growing up uh, as a World War II baby, my parents handed me uh, the World Book Encyclopedia. Oh, fantastic. We never guess, we look it up. Yeah. And starting with the A to Z's, it developed a wonderful thirst for knowledge and a passion for reading. I didn't get into the classics until high school and college and yep. later discovered, you know, the great authors of the world. But thank you so much. And thank you for calling. And John, uh, we've just been talking about your latest book, which is uh, about, uh, is a Frank Einstein book. What are we going to see from you next? Uh, next is another Frank Einstein in the human body. Uh, we're covering all of science in six books. So you're probably learning a lot more about science <laughs> oh, yeah. than you expected yeah. along the way. Yeah, way more. Who knew that's how magnetism worked? But it's about encouraging kids to pursue their interests and then being supportive of it. Absolutely. And John Nisheska, his, uh we've been talking about getting boys to read. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.